48 hour art check best of podcast we go live monday wednesday on youtube 9 p.m california time and you can join us there live in the chats or watch them later you can always check things out at coreykerr.com slash 48 hr we take the best conversations from those live streams and rip them and put them into this podcast Today's topic is regrets part two. And so we talked about on uh, the last episode, we talked about kind of why you should live without regrets and some of the decisions that we've made uh, to do that. And I think um, in this topic or in this episode, I think we're going to just maybe tell a story or two of some of the regrets that we've got. And I, and I think we kind of put those regrets into two categories. One is kind of artistic regrets of basically like both of us feel like we wish we would have started earlier. And I think that's yeah. probably, uh, that's probably pretty common, uh, for most people that have found what they feel is their calling. Uh, I think everybody feels like, oh, I wish I would have acted on that earlier. And the other one is, um, kind of just personal relationships. And I don't know if I want to necessarily like get into that, but I, I, I can kind of allude to it. Those are really the only two things I regret you know i mean every everything else i've made i've made good decisions i've made mistakes um but i've i've pretty much been pretty active and and acted uh you know as as i've been doing that so yeah i don't know do you want to do you want to kick it off yeah sure i'll 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 just start with like my artistic one we kind of touched on this at the end but i think we were going to get a little more thorough with it so um for me like i had this block um, like the majority of my life where I really, uh, I adored comics, like from a really early age, like most cartoonists. And I think the love like kind of grew from just like picking up Calvin and Hobbes and like reading those books and then kind of going from there to like, you know, getting really into Sunday comics and then, you know, getting in my first, first, you know, floppy comics. And then from there to like graphic novels and indie stuff and like just this love growing and this desire and this kind of like knowledge, like this is something I should be doing. Um, just being something I kind of lived with for a long time, but because I loved it and respected it so much. Um, I would like, I, like I did zines in high school. Uh, one that actually got me suspended because <laughs> they had a, a picture of my vice principal going into a seizure in it. Um, but, uh, but it's like, you know, they were just these silly little zines and they were photocopied and stuff. But I feel like I, I wish I had taken a real serious crack at creating full, fully realized comics. Um, even if they were short, even if they were zines, even if they were whatever, um, I wish I had kind of started that as a teenager and not gotten locked into this habit of starting like the first two pages and it not being good enough. And then just kind of assuming or guessing that at some point I'd reach a certain level of skill or I would meet a certain person who would like open a gate and be like, welcome to comics. You've made it, kid. you know, yeah. um, and and I and it's such a naive thing when I think back on it, and I feel like if I met myself when I was like twelve and like obsessed with comics and trying trying and putting in quotes to like seriously draw comics, I I would 
be lecturing myself like dude just do it now like there's no reason to wait and you're 12 so by the time you're 16 you could have legitimately good comics and then by the time you're 18 hell you might even have like a whole series of independent comics by the time you're in your 20s like you could be working for major publishers you know i wish i had kind of known that I, i that's I say that with the full knowledge that like, you know, I think there's a lot of that kind of thing that as an adult, when you're mature, you would tell yourself as a teenager and as a teenager, you'd just be like, whatever, you don't know anything. You're not me. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that's kind of my, my regret on starting later. It took me until I was in college to just kind of have this realization that like, there's no trick to it. Like it's just work. And you know, if I ever want to, be a guy with a published comic i have to actually finish a decent published comic and then put it out there yeah and um the second i did that i i feel like i was rewarded and it's surprising how much like just doing the work leads to rewards whether they're like massive rewards or just small ones um it, it's just one of those things of like i wish that had unlocked a little earlier mm-hmm. uh, you know yeah yeah, so and I mean, I think I've told, I think I've told my, my story, you know, a dozen times, um, and so I'll just touch on it for a few seconds and then focus on like one aspect. But um, basically, as a kid, I drew a little bit enough to where people like recognized me to, as an artist, and then I got scared of like drawing something bad because that's what I was known for, and so I just let people believe that I was still an artist, and I stopped drawing. Um, you know, and I drew a little bit here, here, there over the years, but never anything serious until I was like 32. And so then I started drawing that first web comic and, uh, and it was terrible and it was good and there were good and bad parts. So there's kind of that. I kind of wish I would have not wasted, you know, I don't know, 27 years of my life, not drawing yeah. things. Um, but I think. I think the main regret that I have, because I, because even, even in that artistic journey, you know, I was still, um, scared to show things publicly. I was still, um, you know, like terrified of, uh, making a mistake or being found out as, as somebody who doesn't know what they're doing or, you know, drawing anatomy wrong. Cause even, even people who have never studied anatomy can look at a person and be like, that leg is weird, you know, or whatever. And so I think my, I think my biggest regret is that it has taken me so long to get to the point where, um, I accept that like everything I make is going to be flawed and that that's, that's just part of it. Like, and that's actually some of that is what adds some of the humanity to it and everything. And so, um, what, what is, what has happened is as I, as I've kind of gone through this journey, like a lot of what kept me away from ultimately what I really should have be doing with my life is um fear of failure because i can i can do marketing pretty well you know i can do i can do art direction and you know and product photography there's a lot there's a lot of skills that i could continue to make a living off of that i lived off of for you know for 15 years and and um great experiences and i don't regret those at all um but i was never risking anything doing them i was it was it always you know it was always like whatever and so Um, when I got to the point where I realized like what was keeping me from doing what was really fulfilling was that it was scary, um, because I felt like I didn't, 
I wasn't good enough. I didn't belong there or whatever. And so I was scared to scared to do it. Or when I did it, I was scared to show people um, yeah. that I, I just wish I would have come to the realization of what imposter syndrome is that I have it once I have named it and I've learned to deal with it. Um, it hasn't gone away, but now it has no, no, or very little power, you know, over my actions. Um, you know, it's still kind of in the back of my mind all the time, but like once I came across that, that's my biggest regret is that I didn't just, I, I'm not a, I'm not a scared person. I'm not like a timid person. Yeah. I'm pretty bold. Um, I'm pretty ballsy. I kind of do whatever I want, um, in most situations. Um, and, and it's just in that one aspect of my life that I really regret the fact that I allowed my, my fears, um, you know, of, of the unknown and of failure to kind of like get in the way of really what I should be doing, because I think that's the main thing. Um, I mean, I could have been drawing in my early twenties, you know, yeah. and, I, and I mean, I've gained whatever skill I may or may not have in the last, uh, what is it? Yeah. So in the last seven is what, yeah, about seven years. And yeah. I mean, so I, I can't even imagine where I would be if that was 17 years or if that yeah. was 25 years, you know, so that's kind of my main, that's my main regret. Yeah. And I, th I think I'm, I'm glad you brought up fear because I, I and I think we're, we're getting toward the end. So we might have to just do the relational part, like uh, on another yeah. one of these, um, maybe, maybe we'll get Scott in on this conversation. Um, but, uh, but because I think Monday, uh, he'll be joining us. Um, but, uh, the thing about fear that's interesting to me is like, I definitely know it was fear for comics because I thought of myself as a cartoonist and I have this like vision and this fantasy of like what kind of cartoonist I was going to be. I was going to be like this Daniel Klausian type figure, you know, he's doing cool indie comics and stuff. And, um, and the scary thing of putting something out there is you're actually putting skin in the game. And also you have to face reality at that point. Yeah. Like, are you Daniel Klaus? Like, are you like, you know, are you Jeff Smith? Like you're kind of, maybe not maybe, but you know, you're kind of who you are and you have to find your own voice. And a, a huge part of that is really just kind of overcoming that fear because um, like, and, and, this is where I'm 100% with you. I, I can't believe I had let fear kind of prevent me from doing it for so long. Um, because like the weird thing is by confronting the fear, it also gets you a lot quicker to the process of like discovering what your voice is as an artist, which is like a huge concern. You'll notice that like, I mean, I'm sure Corey probably sees this all the time, but like when I taught college, like that was a weird, very unique to college age artists problem yeah and rarely meet like a, a an older artist who's just like i just don't know what my voice is like right like what's that style <laughs> you know, like yeah I, I i've never like the whole time i've been a part of the ncs i've never had a conversation with someone in the ncs where they're like what's my style i'm just trying to find my style like yeah. what's my voice they're all just trying to find time so they can put out cool stuff um, and, and, and voice, voice and style and everything. That's a whole, yeah. we should do that as a topic as well. I'll write yeah. that down here in a minute, but, uh, that's smokescreen, man. I, I yeah. feel like I have noticed this lately that, um, that younger artists and younger creatives are not willing to put in the time to come up with an idea. They don't want to think. 
And yeah. I don't know if it's, they're scared that, because I think execution is easy. You know, it's hard and it's going to take, it's going to take decades to get good at it or whatever, but it's, it's not a thinking thing. It's, it's pretty easy. It's just, it's muscle memory. It's, you know, some of that stuff. Right. And, and execution isn't, isn't, isn't that difficult, but like coming up with a composition, coming up with the idea, coming up with that type of thing, that's scary because, uh, then you have to confront the fact that you might not be creative because you haven't, yeah. you haven't made the sacrifices to become creative. And so yeah. like I had this experience today and I, I'll, and we'll, we'll wrap this up here cause we're, we're both trying to end this, uh, quickly, but, um, I had this experience today where I was, I was with a student and, uh, and they jumped right into the execution. And I said, no, listen, uh, I'm not going to let you do this. Like, let's, let's take the time, right? Spend an hour, right? Spend an hour and just, just sketch as many possible ideas as you can. Just, just get word lists and mind maps and thumbnails. I want to see, I want to see like 10, 10 pages of, of crappy looking thumbnails of different ideas, right? Came back in an hour, four ideas and they were all bad. And I was like, what happened to the last hour? And she's like, oh, well, let me show you what I did in the computer. And I was like, I, I told you not to get into the computer. I said, okay, we're going to just delete all those files. They're all worthless. Like you've jumped into execution too fast. I literally want, I'm going to come back in another hour. I literally don't want you to do anything other than pencil to paper. Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she was like, oh man, he's just going to keep pushing me to do this. She had like four really good ideas out of the, out of the, you know, 20, that she thumbnailed in that hour. And I was like, okay, you know, these two are really good. These two are okay with some development. I think it could be something. So uh, you're allowed to do one of these four. And, and it was great. It was kind of an interesting thing. And I, and I don't know how much that has to do with fear. Um, but I think deep down it might, because I, I hear a lot of students say, you know, uh, I didn't realize that coming up with ideas was so hard. And it's like, well, yeah, yeah. it's because you guys always just jump into the computer. It's like, well, let's get yeah. executing. Let's get working. Like you're not working if you're thinking about it or sketching it or whatever. So, yeah, no, it's, it's a good point. And what's interesting is like that muscle memory is really important to build before you're in house in a position where you don't have time to do all that sketching right. and you do trust your gut and hopefully your first idea is your best. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, in a scenario like that, if you're like a student mindset where you're just like, I'm just going to draw like a, an arm because it's really cool to draw arms or something, then you have to justify that in front of salespeople. You're going to get eaten alive, you know? Right. Um, so building that, that skill of like creating just tons of like concepts and ideas and stuff like that. Anyhow, we're, we're diverging to another con uh, topic, yeah. but. Um, but yeah, I think this one's still ripe for the picking. And then uh, Scott in the chats uh, said he will talk fear and regrets on Monday. So we'll, we'll probably cool. continue this conversation, maybe get more into um, just just some maybe approaches. Like I know for me, uh, I'm just going to tease it a little bit, but I have a little bit of a toxic approach to uh, competitiveness with other artists. Mm -hmm. And that's something I had to learn the hard way. And we'll get into that a little bit in detail uh, next week. Yeah. Next and, week. and I'll tease, I'll tease something that I want to talk about. The, the, uh, the idea of, uh, potential versus reality. Uh, the fear for me is that I can talk about good ideas that I've got and without executing them, the potential is, is limitless. They could be the next Eisner. They could be the next Caldecott. Right. Yeah. Um, 
But as soon as you execute and you put it out into the world, the reality is the reality, right? The, the results of what you get from your work are out there. They're fixed, you know? Yeah. And Well, not necessarily fixed, but you have to face the music rather than face the dream. And that's, yeah. that's, that's what I kind of, that's what kind of scares me. So even to this day, I'm like, oh, if I put this out there, uh, you know, I spent six months of this, it might suck. But as long as I don't put it out there, I can just say, hey, this is one of the best things out there, you know, or whatever. Yep. So it's kind of that thing. So, yeah. So, and Scott said he's, he's down. So we'll, we'll do that on Monday and, uh, and uh, we'll wrap it up. So um, check back, check back with us on Monday when we go uh, and do a longer uh, longer deep dive into fear and regret and, uh, and how that kind of, uh, ties into, uh, ties into art, competitiveness and potential versus reality and all that jazz. It'll be, it'll be good discussion. Um, and if you want to check out what, um, we are working on here, you can go to quarterlystories.com and you can see those pages that Josh is, uh, inking and scanning and hand lettering. And if you want to check out my stuff, you can go to CoreyKerr.com, recently updated with some of the more recent uh, stickers and whatnot. And uh, as always, this podcast is available at CoreyKerr.com slash 48HR. And uh, you guys have a good weekend, and we will see you in a couple days. Bye. Leave us a four-star review and uh, like a nice review on iTunes. Bye. <laughs>